0: Take Toy Story everywhere with Toy Story Drop, where the world of Toy Story comes to life in the only mobile game fully themed in the Toy Story universe, including the upcoming Toy Story 4. Go to ToyStoryDrop.com to download to your iOS or Android device now
1: mac powder kiss lipstick is matte reinvented the new matte formula is where matte meets moisture giving you the zero shine look of a matte lipstick with instant long-term hydration and weightless cushiony texture the velvety soft matte colors glide on effortlessly with a wide range of shades that are sure to complement any skin tone head to your nearest mac location to meet your matte today or shop at maccosmetics.com Welcome to Jam Session in its new home here on Ringer Dish. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. A lot of couples to discuss this week. That's true. It does have a love is in the air. Love is you know? in the air. It's June. It's, it's New York sweltering here in Los Angeles. So much to discuss. We'll talk about Rihanna's great interview in Interview Magazine. Yes. Which also um, kind of revived the Who's Rihanna dating conversation. Yes. Chris,
0: some bonus celebrity yacht.
1: Yes. Yeah. Chris Pratt and Katherine Schwarzenegger got married, surprisingly. God was a part of it. We'll okay. discuss that. Oh, boy. And then not—this is not a couple, but lastly, um, we'll discuss the Beyonce-Golden State Warrior owner-wife
0: Nicole Curran incident. We have our eye on the non-depressing narrative surrounding the NBA Finals. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Although Kevin Durant, get well soon. Th- well, that's the depressing yeah. one. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Kevin Durant, get
1: well soon. Yes. Um, but first— the big breakup in Hollywood and the streets of
0: New York. Bradley Cooper and Irina Shake. Dunzo. Who could have guessed it? <laughs> I guess I said love was in the air. In this case, love is not in the air. Love, um, love Nor may, was it ever?
1: Love might be in the air. Like, it's back for them, basically.
0: Oh, that they finally can go find love again? Yeah. Yeah. So they broke up. Yes, they did. Approximately three to four months after Bradley Cooper's failed Oscar campaign for A Star is Born. He, I'm just noting the timeline. I think it's important for people to know how these events work. You oh, know? sure.
1: Yeah. Also, every single story that's come out related to it has referenced to Star Is Born in some way. Yes. I have a, a question for you. Sure. Who is driving the media surrounding this breakup? Is it Bradley or is it
0: Irina? Well, my sense is that it's their publicist jointly. You think So you think it's a joint effort from a, do, a because, shared publicist? I do, you know, even how this worked, there was an exclusive, quote-unquote, in page six, like, like a day or so before they actually announced their split, right. which was that their relationship is, quote, hanging on by a thread, which to me just seems like— Someone placing the softening the ground for the inevitable sure. split.
1: So it probably had already happened. Yes. At that point. And then
0: the split is announced, and then photographers are outside their home watching Arena Shake looking immaculate in a jumpsuit and sunglasses and carrying her away suitcase, leaving the home. It <laughs> just, she looked really, really good. And well, I mean, obviously, she's a supermodel. Also, has Irina Shayk ever rolled her own
1: luggage before? Was I, this her first time ever transporting luggage? <laughs> or maybe like in the last 10 years? I can't imagine she's doing much with her own luggage except for like picking it out.
0: It's true. I have not often seen her with luggage except for this in like the very, I, you know, it was kind of like the the A-list version of the uh, Esquire Editor-in-Chief. Like I, the door sure. of new possibilities with the, the bag on his arm. So... This seems telegraphed, which is only to say, which is not surprising because I think when you're this famous and you're going through a breakup, I, this smart thing to do is to manage how it's rolled out. in the Yeah, media.
1: yeah, totally. And it's very, very deliberate. Some interesting pieces coming out here mm-hmm. is that it seems it's both cultivating the image of Bradley Cooper as like this diehard auteur, but also as like bad husband, because there's all these implications that making a star is born changed him and I'm sorry to Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper shippers out there I don't think that this has not been anything related to her it's totally that he like worked too hard and like was like spending too many hours in the basement trying to make music and like in his den being Jackson Maine basically I mean it
0: is hilarious that he is still trying to Earn this reputation of like this incredible genius director. Like, sir, you already failed your Oscar I know. campaign. It's over. Man. Are, I loved A Star is Born, but like the ship has sailed on this narrative. And, you know, I do think they were together for four years. And all I'm going to say. And they have is a fucking child. I do. I'm just going to say that four years is the amount of time that it took to make A Star is Born do an Oscar campaign, win an appropriate amount of time, and then get out of the relationship. I'm just noting that. Just noting. Yeah, I I just noted. I'm merely an observer. Completely noted. But it is interesting that even the post game is so tied to his role in A Star Is Born and how important that was, and how serious he is, and how incompatible ultimately their lifestyles were.
1: I mean, here are some quotes from this breakup press tour.
0: Quote. Bradley was emotionally absent
1: during the long time filming A Star Is Born. They tried to save the relationship, but it had changed. Close quote. Cooper had a big year in 2018 with the release of A Star Is Born, which was nominated for eight Academy Awards and marked his directorial debut. And then it goes in, this is all from people.com, by the way, it goes into his acceptance speech at the BAFTAs, and uh, People adds, a source previously told People that as award season for A Star is Born came to a close, Cooper made spending time with her family a priority. Like, it's all *Stars Born oriented. Yeah.
0: It's kind of sad. So I think your question is, like, who is behind this? Bradley Cooper's publicist is definitely involved. I do think that there is some coordination just because of the arena photo shoot, which is like tremendous. Yeah. And then there were the pedicure photos. There's gotta be. yeah, yeah. she went from like leaving the home to get a pedicure and then went to the airport, apparently with her all with her luggage. amazing stuff. Also, where's their kid now? Like, that's, yeah, that's true. No idea. That's like something
1: that I just have I have ongoing questions about, basically. It's like now, how does joint custody work between—it doesn't work between Irina Shayk and Bradley Cooper? Not because, like, they hate each other or anything, but, like, we're running into the Jennifer Lopez travel logistics problem of, like, mm-hmm. how do you split your time? And, like, where where will you be? I have no idea what Irina Shayk's home base will be. I guess it'll be New York. But she's just, like, for as famous as she is and for as much time she spent in the spotlight, she is such an enigma. I don't know anything about her.
0: Well, she's a model, and I think that that benefits her career to not be known because then— like her a image, canvas. Yeah, she's a blank canvas, and the image that she produces is kind of how she makes her money. You know, there's that famous thing where someone very—I think it's Johnny Depp. Of course, it was Johnny Depp who told Kate Moss just, like, don't speak. Yeah. Because it really changes how people will perceive you, which is, like, unbelievably sexist. And also, Kate Moss is really funny now when she speaks. I recommend her cooking a chicken video. Was it for Vogue or Bon Appetit? I think it was Bon Appetit, it's, but I'm not it's sure. It's quite delightful. I'm not sure she'd ever really cooked a chicken before, but it was still really engaging. But I, so I think that some of Arena's lack of publicity is by design, because I suppose it does the, make sense in the fashion world that makes you more monetizable. It's to, true in the in the line of work that she's chosen. Whether or not I think that I agree with that is like a different conversation. Entertainment Tonight, E.T. Online also has some good coverage with much more
1: Irina-focused quotes. I'll read some to oh, you. Oh, interesting. Okay. Irina truly had high hopes for their future together and felt once the baby was born they would find time to marry but that never came to fruition. She wanted more from Bradley in every way but she was unhappy and felt he spent too much time working. Recently Irina decided enough is enough. She didn't feel she was getting the level of commitment she wanted and the endless fighting made their life unbearable. They are very different people and once they realized it was the baby that was holding them together it was time to call it quits. Their troubles have been going on for quite some time and they even considered splitting during the release of the movie. They talk things through a great deal and seem to hold off and queue up appearances for the time being it was recommended they delay a split at what seemed to be the peak of his career because a negative attention would take away from the excitement of the release all of that from an anonymous source that is extremely candid <laughs> i know <laughs> i don't feel like this joint publicist could have signed up on that <laughs> entertainment tonight good reporting from your anonymous source i mean yeah like that's the thing about an- anonymous sourcing with entertainment tonight and other like hollywood outlets like it could literally be anyone
0: like i don't i don't know how are we supposed to trust this at all we're not, but there's just also a level of honesty to it. I don't know why anyone else would call up and say that, except... For, hey, guys, <laughs> yes. here's the deal. They didn't want to break... Up. They, didn't, they wanted to break up, but they couldn't. It. It's just also a little more considered and informed yeah. than like what I had normally expected an anonymous source to be, which is someone who is like thinking strategically about the career. Yeah, like and deep who, throat. Yeah, and who knows some of the Hollywood press considerations. I mean, maybe it's just like someone like you or me calling, but I, I, to me, the specificity of that makes it seem more plausible.
1: Totally. I'm kind of sad they're over. I'll never forget their initial photo shoot where they're like, I think somewhere on the Mediterranean and there's pictures of them like swimming or whatever. And Bradley Cooper is like at turns looking straight into the camera and at other turns like trying to avoid it like the best he
0: can. We've had a great run with these two. I'll never forget their appearance at Wimbledon. Oh, yeah. It's a great one on as well. All the speaking of the tired of the fighting, an all-time awkward tennis spectator performance. At least we have the gifts. Thank you so much for everything, Bradley Cooper and Irina Shayk. Yes. We wish you well. We wish you well. Independently. Happy trails.
1: Um, moving on. Rihanna is in an interview magazine this month. She was interviewed by her Ocean's 8 co-star and kind of like internet faith. Yeah. Sarah Paulson. Yes. Is she popular in real life or just on the internet, Sarah Paulson? I, th- I think she's pretty popular. She's in a lot of television shows. She's like Ryan Murphy's muse. Yeah.
0: I think <laughs> Sarah Paulson's doing well.
1: Okay. That's great. Yeah. Um, I would just say this interview was completely delightful. Rihanna clearly from... I feel like we, similar to Irene Shake, but different. I feel like I haven't heard her speak that much. She sings all the time. Mm-hmm. But she's not like a big interview giver in general.
0: Especially in recent years. Yes.
1: And... I felt like I got a real sense of like how she speaks in this interview, which was kind of cool. It doesn't always come across that way when an interview is transcribed like this, but I thought it actually was pretty effective. I feel like
0: I learned a ton about Rihanna from this, actually. Yeah, I, I do think we often criticize the celebrity friend interview, or not we, yeah. but uh, other the media. people. The media is often like, you know, how dare you take a cover story writer's job or whatever. And also, these are so... They're frothy or whatever, but I do think in this case you see the positives of having someone who knows the person interview them. Like, Rihanna is clearly willing to talk to her more than she would to you or me, for example.
1: And also, she's still sassy, as she often is. Yeah. But when she's doing it to a friend, it's so much more— it's like less—you're not, like, judging her for it. Yes. It's just, like, friends being friends. And she got particularly sassy when Sarah Paulson asked, who are you dating? And Rihanna responded, Google it. Amazing. Incredible. An inspiration for our time— We'll come back to him in one second, but then Sarah asks, are you in love? And Rihanna says, of course I am. And then Paulson says, are you going to get married? There's a pause, and Rihanna doesn't respond. Sarah Paulson says, she's silent. And I just think this is amazing.
0: Of course I am. Is that sarcastic? Is that genuine? Like, what's going on here? I have no idea, but bless her. I hope she is if she wants to be. I hope she's exactly as comfortable as she wants to be in her relationship. Yeah. I really have so many. So we Googled it. Many people Googled it. There were So coincidentally, or maybe not coincidentally, yeah. there was
1: also a lot of photos that came out of Rihanna and her boyfriend whose name is Hassan Jamil. Mm-hmm. And they've been dating for two years. Coincidentally or not, they are in Italy right now. I think this actually is coincidental. And they uh, were photographed getting off a yacht and like going out for lunch and being really happy together. And this came up yesterday or a couple of days ago, right around the same time this interview magazine piece came out. Yes. There's a, sort of like been a lot of Rihanna rumblings in the last couple of days. There also was a story that she's been living in London and that she might be working on her new album there. There's a lot of like Rihanna rumors out there. Including who her boyfriend is. Yes.
0: Well, she encouraged this one. Yeah. I mean, this is great. She, I enjoyed the, like, gauntlet-throwing aspect of it. And I think also there's just been a lot of Rihanna coverage because, like, her fashion line is really developing with uh, Louis Vuitton and all of her business stuff is kind of... I mean, she's been extremely successful for a long time, but it seems like she's on the precipice of, like, a new launch and a new level of yeah. that. So I think she's, like, slightly more available. I, I think that was the general impetus for this interview magazine right that, and then also i mean it's summer and you need to go to the mediterranean of course you, know? you do especially yeah. if you're already in london it's yeah. just so close it's true hop on over there it's no problem at all so we googled
1: hassan Jamil, as did many other people and thank you to the cut and harper's bazaar for putting together yeah. explainers <laughs> really quite helpful and we're just gonna crib from them um the first thing to know about hassan jameel is that he's extremely extremely wealthy yes his family has over a billion dollars yes he's from saudi arabia where his family is involved in the auto industry. They basically are the distributor of Toyotas for a certain part of the Middle East but I don't even think that's his direct job like I think that he's like the type of rich person where he spends his time like working on their foundation basically right uh, he also like speaks many languages he went to he did his schooling in Tokyo which is a level of elite that I actually was not aware of so <laughs> thank you to Hassan Jamil usually it's like in Switzerland sure. or or like in Germany but I didn't know that Tokyo is also catering right. to the uber wealthy yes. but they're schooling and then
0: he got an MBA from the London Business School which is not the London School of Economics yes thank you <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I'm gonna interpret that as had fun in London for a certain number of years yeah
0: well and then got it uh, that, that's I, that is the code for MBA and really uh, internationally yes absolutely he is divorced he was married from 2012 to 2017 to a Tunisian art critic and art curator named Lena Lazar who mm-hmm. just seems extremely cool
1: she really does. Yeah. Um, and he's an art collector himself, but that's what he does with his millions. Well, sure, they all are, aren't they? <laughs> Apparently. Somehow he engineered his Google results for that to be like the, the main thing you learn about him when you Google him, though. I think it's like high up on his Wikipedia page, essentially. So
0: his his interest in art is like really front and center. I think isn't that also kind of one of the emerging reasons to buy art it's obviously a place to park investment but also yeah. then you become known as an investor did you watch the season of billions <laughs> I there was a to- there was a whole there's a yeah. whole art subplot in right. fact
1: axes like he has a whole art scheme and then his home is like just filled with art it's actually very funny okay
0: so I, yes i it, need to
1: catch up it is like the new uh, thing for really rich people to do and it's like it's like having a yacht. I collect art. Yes, of course. And then maybe some art can go on my yacht, but that seems stupid because <laughs> the the moist air, I'm the damp sh- air is probably I'm bad. I'm sure
0: they have figured out a way to to store it or hang it. I certainly hope so. I do too.
1: I would certainly hope so. And so they've been together for two years. They haven't been photographed together that much. They famously, she like once yelled at him while he was smoking a blunt, essentially. what well, looked like a blunt. I
0: don't know if it was actually. That was really funny. And, and then she posted on Instagram about it to clarify that they were arguing about soccer. Right. His family owns a soccer league. Just yes, in Saudi I. Arabia. Yeah. They also, they were very famously, we learned about this because they were like making out in a pool or a hot Poolside, tub. yeah, yeah. and Two years ago. This was shortly after Hassan Jamil was dating Naomi Campbell. Right. And then remember there was like Instagram drama where Naomi Campbell was like not pleased, but has since been like, it's fine. It's all good great stuff I, I'm pretty into this by the way their
1: poolside makeout mm-hmm. er, I believe was uh, in Ibiza good for them when they were first seen so they just seem like they're having a great life together also yeah. it seems like an international romance they might not even live in the same city they probably don't also they're never dressed on the same level like she's always like dressed like Rihanna mm-hmm. and he's always just dressed like Ax- Bobby Axelrod basically like
0: a rich guy I do think trying to be the male version of Rihanna is just a fool's errand. Oh, so I appreciate that he's just like I'm not even going to compete. This is the Rihanna experience. I don't yeah, I don't think you need to like be on the same page there. Of course not. Rihanna's one of a kind. I've come to
1: just really, I mean the whole world has, but I've just come to really adore her and support her so much. She's
0: very important. There's one more part of the interview interview. That I would like to highlight, and it's when she's explaining her work-life balance. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's really good. Um, She's just like, I've learned that I need to make time for myself so that I can be better at work, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Just like I nurture my businesses, I need to nurture this as well. I'll shut things down for two days, three days at a time. On my calendar, we now have the infamous P, which means personal days. This is a new thing. And Sarah Paulson is like, you actually put the P? And she says... Yes, and it's a different color than all the other events. We love someone with an organized calendar. And then she says, I still get harassed on those days, but I'm fine doing emails. Incredible. It's, it is deeply relatable. I also appreciate the boundaries and the color coding. And, the you know, even Rihanna still has to answer some emails that she doesn't want to on a personal day. That makes me feel better. Rihanna, she's just like us. Yeah, except not at all. Let's move on. But first, let's talk about today's sponsors.
1: If you're a podcast and movie fan like we are, well, I kind of am, and Amanda definitely is, then you need to check out Luminary. They've just launched a bunch of great original shows you can only find on their
0: platform, including a spin-off of The Rewatchables called The Rewatchables 1999. The Rewatchables 1999 dissects the most iconic movies from 1999, an all-time great year in film. Each episode breaks down a different movie with highly specific categories, analyzing it from every possible angle. The categories include Most Rewatchable Scene, Who Won the Movie, Best Quote, Could This Movie Be Made Into a Netflix Series in 2019, The Overacting Award, and many more. The series will cover American Pie, Office Space, The Matrix, Notting Hill, which Juliet and I did, and more classics from 99. The Luminary app is free to download, and you can use it to listen to thousands of
1: podcasts, including the ones you already love, like this one, all enhanced by an easy-to-use interface with personalized content recommendations. Whether you're into movies, music, sports, comedy, or more,
0: Luminary has the right show for you. If you love podcasts and you need to check it out, get your first two months of access to Luminary's premium content for free when you sign up at luminary.link channel 33. After that, it's 7 dollars per month. That's luminary.link slash channel 33 for two months of free access. Luminary.link slash channel 33. Cancel anytime. Terms apply. Amanda, surprise marriage came to us over the weekend. Was it a surprise? Well, surprise wedding, perhaps? Okay. Basically, Chris Pratt. Was it a surprise wedding or did we just not pay attention or care? Well, I don't mean to be really nice. Like, I'm happy they're married. That's great. It seems lovely. I'm deeply suspicious of Chris Pratt. Okay. I don't
1: exactly know why. I loved him on Everwood, on the WB Classic, mm-hmm. where he was like the dumb, nice guy. Dumb, nice jock, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I just—then he was on The O.C., which I also was like kind of in favor of. It was a really weird um, arc. I had forgotten that. And then he really took off with Parks and Rec, as, as I understand it. I never watched that show. Mm-hmm. The network comedy is not for me. Um <laughs> You love X-Men, but, but yeah. the network comedies have for you. Great no.
0: characters in comic books, <laughs> yeah. but no network comedies. Okay, exactly. that's good to know.
1: Although I do like The Office. Anywho. Uh,
0: and then he's
1: now he's in the Marvel world, so he's like super famous. Any big beats I missed in there where he got like really big? He was married to Anna Ferris. Sure. They had a cute marriage. Yeah. They were an early like uh, internet, Instagram couple darling.
0: Yes. And then they divorced via, and they announced it via text message. Yes. Um, like a screenshot of a text message posted on Twitter, which was kind of an that was notes app was like established, but not overblown at that point. But we had never really seen the text message screenshot for the a celebrity announcement. So that was a minor, you know, that was an achievement.
1: They separated in October of 2018, mm-hmm. or at least legally. And so it was after the conscious uncoupling, but they're still were early to like using technology to announce your breakup. I think
0: and it really came out of nowhere. Yeah. Also.
1: yeah, totally. Very upsetting. And there also was like a whole conversation in there about like if he got too hot, essentially.
0: Remember? Oh, yeah, because he, his Parks and Rec character is kind of schlubby and he's like the funny guy. And then for Guardians, Guardians of got the hot. Galaxy, he got really swole, though— Having seen a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, much against my will, I don't understand why he needed to be so swole. That's like not in line with the character. And also it's not like he's walking around shirtless a lot. Anyway, I have no idea either. Those movies are too goofy for me. I don't care for them. I've never seen them. I have. I opted out of, of
1: Marvel, except for a few exceptions, including X Men. Um,
0: but is now, X Men is different. I can't. Believe, I'm not. Ex- I know it's different. We're not going. I'm. Don't put me in the position where I have to explain superhero universes to you. This just, is my safe space. I just
1: want to say that I. I'm pretty sure it's now all under the same umbrella because of Disney's acquisition. Yes, isn't that, that right? Is true. Yes. Okay. But they
0: haven't actually. Right, they've been separate. Them. That will. There's been no crossover happen. event yes. yet.
1: Yeah. Uh, I look forward to it. Okay. Um. Oh, brother. <laughs> anyway, then they got separated. And then very quickly, Chris Pratt and I think Catherine Schwarzenegger got married. I mean, I think they're breaking a lot of your rules of timing,
0: Amanda. That is one of my major concerns. This just seems way too soon. And oh. also to have a second wedding at the San Isidro Ranch. I know it's not her second wedding. Actually, I don't know. Is it her second wedding? I know nothing I about her. I believe it's not. I don't. This is the other thing. She's is 26. That she seems perfectly nice, but I don't know anything about her and have not felt the need to learn it.
1: Yeah, so she's um, a Schwarzenegger and a right. Kennedy, which sure. is sort of wild. I happen to have loved her wedding dress, which both her dress and their suit were custom made by Armani for them. Okay. Um, she, I thought she looked really weird flex, nice, but okay. Yeah, weird flex, but okay. Um, they, I don't know. She's not that interesting. Her mom is Maria Shriver, so there's that. And her dad is Catherine <laughs> Schwarzenegger. I mean, I don't really know what to say about them. They're kind of a boring couple. I think they are really bonded
0: over their shared faith, which is very nice. For them. I'm just reading this quote about the food at their wedding. Uh This is from people. They're using only local food. It's a lot of fresh vegetables. They didn't want the menu to be too heavy or rich. It's more of a light summer menu. For dessert, there are lighter options as well, like raspberries, blueberries, and red currant. I'm asleep. I am not even attending this wedding, and I'm asleep. That's fine. You have been to the Santa Cidra Ranch. I have, a few times. It looks beautiful. It famously is where JFK and Jackie Kennedy honeymooned. I actually didn't know that. That's all really I really know about it. And then it has, like, a lot of lavender, which I love. It's beautiful. It has, like, a farm on the property. Right. I actually have friends who consider
1: getting married there, but it's only can have a very small number mm-hmm. of people. So it's, like, I mean, it, it's really lovely. The food is great. I don't know. It's, it's super, like, rich person stuff. But, like, if you're in Montecito, don't you want to be Oceanside? It's, like, up in the hills of Montecito, which is why it was destroyed last year in the floods and yeah. the mudslides. It just reopened. It's probably their first wedding since they reopened, like, two months ago. So... I don't know. They're pretty like cookie cutter rich people. It's not that fun. And by the way, Katherine Schwarzenegger is twenty nine, not twenty six. My bad. I don't want. I don't want to shortchange her. Did you think Maria Shriver set them up? I didn't. Yeah, I think they
0: introduced. She introduced them.
1: Well, it would definitely be weird to marry someone that your mother introduced you to. I.
0: It's not something that I did. Um, but you know, different, It's very hard for me to imagine that working out for myself. I've literally, and I just, love my mother. I'm I called reading, her this morning for counsel. I'm reading. Oh, I'm still stuck on the vegetables. There's like a whole paragraph about the vegetables served at the, All right, at keep this going wedding. then. No, no, no. I don't want to talk anymore about them. It's just like, that is, if that's the best that you can do for celebrity wedding is just like talking. Even Gwyneth Paltrow did more than talk about vegetables. Okay. She had like a weird hunk of meat in a, in a pit. You know, and like they flew in from a different continent. Like, give me something. This is just dull. I just feel like Chris Pratt,
1: based on, again, on the little that I know about him and like what I can glean because he's not a big part of my life, is just sort of like a how did I get here kind of guy. And I feel like he's so shocked by his own success that this is sort of like a a real
0: leveling up for him. I think this is as good as it gets in terms of his fame. I guess so, but I think you're right that he is not that—he doesn't have that much celebrity narr- narrative as his own. So somehow this turned into, like, we're just being asked to pay attention to some, like, rich West Coaster's Montecito wedding. And I'm sure it was lovely to attend, but if they're going to ask for my attention, if People Magazine is going to ask for my attention, I need more. Who's Chris Pratt's, like, core demo? Who really cares about him? I think that their Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the most successful of kind of the Marvel mm. sub-franchises. So I think is that because of him? I mean I think he's in it. It's like none of those are successful because of the actors, but right. the actors benefit from the system the attention to the the IP. So I think his demo is probably people who like Guardians of the Galaxy, which as best I understand it is like 38-year-old men who like classic rock. Yeah. And then the young people who just like all of the Marvel stuff.
1: Amazing that Bradley Cooper's involvement in Guardians of the Galaxy did not make it into his breakup story with Irina Shayk. I just can't believe it. He was very busy working on a Star Wars He was busy.
0: He couldn't be bothered. He only
1: did voice actor work once in a while. Voice acting work seems awesome. Just awesome. High payday, low workload, can show up in sweats. Just seems fantastic. Have
0: you seen Bradley Cooper doing the raccoon No, Uh, of course not. The clips, you should seek these out. Okay. Because he is taking it as seriously as he took a Star is Born. That's why he's Bradley Cooper. (laughs) But what's he wearing? I don't remember. I mean, it's not good. You know, he always looks like he's the, his silver linings playbook character wearing a garbage bag when he's not I like, like actually look. on a red carpet.
1: I I know I've lived in Los Angeles too long because I look forward to the weekends as time I don't have to actually get dressed and like can just wear like athleisure the entire time.
0: You could do that throughout the week in LA,
1: just so you know. Totally, but I I have a, a day job. I That's just, true. I feel like people with day jobs are in a different zone than the than the large vast population of Los Angeles people who do not have day it's jobs. True.
0: I I agree with that.
1: <laughs> Alrighty. Final story to address this week. Last week, we talked about Drake, but we did not really talk about the Golden State Warriors. Now we have occasion to because Beyonce and Jay-Z were sitting courtside, I believe, for game three. Mm -hmm. And people were taking pictures of Beyonce. And in one of them, Joe Lacob, who's one of the majority owners of the Warriors, his wife ended up in a photo with her and it caused quite a stir.
0: It's a video Oh because right! Sorry, the video. Is, because what happens in the video is important. You've probably seen it at this point. The woman's name is Nicole Curran, and she, Beyonce, is sitting in the middle. So it goes: Jay Z, Beyonce, Nicole Curran, and Nicole Curran is uh, leaning over Beyonce to speak to Jay Z, and just to kind of be in the in the zone of their fame, and Beyonce does not react well to that. I mean, it's not like she threw a tantrum, but you can just kind of watch her face fall and be like, what's going on in real time? Great gif, really related to it as really a person was just constantly like, why are all these people around me? And then as things involving Beyonce do, it went viral and there was a lot of scrutiny placed on this woman's Instagram, which before it was deleted was really something to behold. <laughs>
1: It was Louise Linton-esque, That's the only way I can put it.
0: Yes, but with a lot more, like, stilettos.
1: Yes, and just a way more gaudy style. Yes. Louise Linton looks like just the highest of class in terms of style compared to this gal. Right.
0: So these were all collected, and then the Instagram was swiftly deleted because the beehive— Thank you for calling it the beehive. I had to, did you notice that I paused and I had to think about it? It's very, it's very hard. I, I hate when people say beehive. Her name is Beyonce. I know, but it's, I, we've do, we do this like every six months. And it's very hard when you spend so much of your life reading stuff. Right. And you're trained to read like phonetically. But like, why do people even say J and Bay? That doesn't make sense. Well, number one, it rhymes. And number two, that's but what that's, it looks like. I know, but that's not her name. I'm not going to penalize people for reading a lot. That's really nice of you. Including myself. Okay. But I do know that it's the beehive, but I did have to stop and think about it because it is confusing. (laughs) Okay? Right. Anyway, they went nuts, as they do, and were completely spamming her to the point she had to delete her Instagram. Beyonce's publicist had to step in to be like, please, calm down. This is not worth it. And then she finally explained publicly that she was just, like, offering them drinks. Yeah. Okay.
1: I would offer them something as well. If I were to say this Jay-Z and Beyonce, I would just feel so nervous the whole time. Also, I would go in the opposite direction, so I wouldn't end up in any of the photos because yeah. how awful that this is This is now what you have to end up with.
0: I would be so uncomfortable. Me too. And I, I loved Jay-Z and Beyonce and would be so excited, but I wouldn't know what to do at all. I wouldn't react to the game. I would be trying desperately not to interfere with them. I would, like, uh, probably end up in being rude by accident because I just didn't want to be in the mix. Yeah. But also the photographs would be, would be devastating. Just I, too much to bear. I would make whoever I was with switch with me. I would
1: say one of my biggest takeaways from this whole situation that I'm happy about is I do feel like the out-of-control fan mob on social media is being reined in. Not mm-hmm. just by Beyonce, but I just feel like this is no longer a concept that we all are like okay with. Like, yeah. Like troll armies on social media.
0: Of everyone just being like, calm down. Yeah. That we just, everyone needs to be rational. Yes. Like, I feel like if the
1: Becky with the good hair thing happened to Rachel Roy now, it would be perceived slightly differently.
0: I think so, though it is also, it's very different. Yeah. I mean, different sure. circumstances. Yeah, of course. But yeah, behave. Don't attack people randomly on the internet or in real life. Yeah, Good rule, fiance leading in the space as always. Um, Everyone, keep that in mind. Behave as you head out into this wonderful week. Behave and give us more than vegetables. If you want, oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) All right, b b e y have. Okay, exactly. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. This episode is brought to you by the movie Yesterday in theaters June 28th. Yesterday, from Danny Boyle and Universal Studios, imagines a world where only one person remembers the existence of the Beatles. The movie stars Lily James, Ed Sheeran, Kate McKinnon, and newcomer Himesh Patel. When the trailer first dropped, We at the Ringer had a lot of questions about what would happen to the world as we know it without the Beatles, many of which we're still talking about and I personally am stressing about. Today, in partnership with Universal, uh, Juliet and I wanted to discuss one in particular, which is what would the biggest Beatles hit be if they all came out today? Juliet and I are pop music enthusiasts. Juliet, what do you think? Ju- you're really the pop music enthusiast. You're the ar- you're the artisan.
1: I think it'd be Imagine, which is a cop out because it's John Lennon's song. Okay. But, <laughs> but I just think that that's the kind of like bait that's like almost could be like a Sarah Bareilles breakout hit. That kind okay, of, that kind of song. My other my other pick is Hey Jude, which again is a basically a John Lennon song, but like that's been sampled so many times. That's a Paul McCartney song. Sorry, Paul McCartney song. <laughs> my bad. And I just feel like people
0: love people in modern music love that song. I love Hey Jude so much, and I am a huge Beatles fan and a huge Paul McCartney fan. So please don't interpret it the wrong way when I say that Hey Jude has, like, real Imagine Dragons elements. You know, it has, like, the weird folksy sing-along, we're-all-in-this-together experience that is popular right now. So I agree. Hey Jude was the first thing that came to mind for me as well.
1: And I just think about how it's used as, like, a really—I mean, I love how it's used in Royal Tenenbaums, but that's just, like, such, like, so outside of of the original song that it's, Mm -hmm. like, it's so multi-purpose. It could
0: be used in— in ad nauseum, really. Yeah, I think so. I would also put Something, which is one of the great mm. Beatles songs written by George Harrison. Uh, but that's just a pretty tremendous ballad, but cool. And I think that there's room for th- I think someone could cover that really well. Sure. So, those are our suggestions. To see what the most popular Beatles song would be today and all the other questions we have, watch the trailer today and catch Yesterday in theaters on June 28th.